Hello, everybody. Michael Lombardo here. Welcome to Awaken Podcast. You can find out more about our ministry at www.lifeportoutintl.org. We have a new show of Awaken Podcast every Monday and Thursday here on the Charisma Podcast Network. And you can tune in through Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify. Um, and there's over 50 episodes right now. And we used to do Awaken Live, a live format, split screen live format. They're released on Facebook, and there's about 70 shows on my YouTube channel, free content for you to glean from. Just type in Michael Lombardo in the YouTube search engine, and all that content will pop up for you. But I'm very excited to have my guest in the show. He's a very, very close friend of mine. He uh, has a very tender heart for the Lord, and he just loves Jesus with everything, and is he's sold out for the gospel, and he's uh, he's an encouragement to me. He keeps a fire fresh in my life every time I see him. And so um, it's always a blessing to have Kyle Hubbard on with me. And um, he resides in Austin. He's a part of an amazing ministry and church over there. And I'll just let Kyle introduce himself a little bit. Hey, Kyle, welcome, man. Hey, Michael. So good to be with you. First of all, I just love you, man. (laughs) You're just full of love. You're full of wisdom. You're full of energy. You're just full of the Lord. And I'm a better person for knowing you. You're awesome. and I, I mean that with everything in me. And yeah, so I, I'm in Austin, Texas. I'm out in a little community just west of Austin called Lakeway. And we have a local church here called River in the Hills Church. And I'm a, I'm a pastor's kid. I'm a son of a pastor. And he actually started this church in uh, 1998. And so we've been out here a while just pioneering in the spirit. Uh, we welcome in everything that the Lord wants to do. And we just seek to host and honor the presence of Jesus. I mean, that is a successful meeting for us. If the presence of Jesus is there, that's our marker. Amen. So that's that's what our heart is. We we seek the Lord first, and and uh, let everything else fall uh, after that. So it's a it's a church that puts the first commandment first, and then um, and then yeah. And so we're River in the Hills Church out here, and then our ministry throughout the week for the whole community is called the Lake Travis Prayer Room. So we're positioned strategically right in the middle of uh, the Lake Travis region, which is Lakeway Bee Cave. And we really just feel a call, Michael, uh, to welcome in uh, the presence of Jesus to an entire region. We really have been stirred in our hearts for, for regional faith to see, you know, the 10, 12 churches mm-hmm. that name the name of Jesus and love yeah. the Bible be everything that God has called them to be. And we start that primarily by praying for the pastors, by praying for the people that God has put authority over each of those churches. And then from there, the Lord organically connects us to people of faith in our community. So what do I burn for, Michael? I burn through the Lake Travis Prayer and through our ministry with worship and prayer to see an entire region flipped upside down for the name of Jesus to where the, the first commandment would be put first in every believer's heart in this region. And the Lord has done that over, over the last three, four years. He's really stirred and built mm. a regional faith in my heart uh, to enthrone the name of Jesus. And we do that through the, the ancient paths of, of worship and prayer. <laughs> and gospel so proclamation it's, it's that simple it's that so simple. that's where we're out here that's a little context for the listeners um of where we're at and what we burn for and uh yeah that's so awesome man i love your church river in the hills church and your guys heart over there me and selena you know you guys have a close place in in our hearts and man we just we just love you guys you guys are doing an incredible work over there as well and dreaming big man just trusting in god every step of the way awesome Awesome yes. stuff, man. I love the alignment. Even, you know, y'all are up in, in Dallas and I just see a real, the Lord truly has an alignment in our country, even down yeah. the spine of our country. And the last time I was around your wife, the Lord just 
you know, I kind of just opened my mouth and he was just filling me with so much hope and vision for where he strategically placed you guys in Dallas. Yeah. Um, and I just really believe guys like, like, yes, there are going to be pockets in our country that are going to be greatly spared from the things that are coming, the things that are promised in Matthew 24, uh, Luke 17, like the things that are promised that are coming, he's going to create regions that are greatly spared from, um, kind of the ill effects of sin and Satan. And so I, I just see that mm. Dallas as a strategic place and Austin is coming into our own, uh, yeah. Kansas city, of course, Colorado Springs, there's other places that are going to be true centers, uh, like cities of refuge. And I just see that. And I just want to even bring that out before we jump in here is, is that God has even the listener where you're at, because you're there, God is actually making that place. Um, could make that place through your obedience and your love and your worship and your prayer and your leadership could make that place a city of refuge. That's yeah. his, mm-hmm. his heart is to actually create modern day Goshen's to where um, people in a region are greatly spared. And there's, there's a chance for the gospel to go forth. There's a chance mm. um, for the, the great persecution, the great stirrings, the great shakings to actually a place to be preserved for that. And so the last time I was around Selena, I was just filled up and I was just seeing it. Yeah, God's calling on cities and families in that city. It's all through families too, um, to help preserve preserve a land. And so I yeah, we'll jump that. in here, but I just want to say that and, and encourage any listener, because you're there, you're the light of the world, you're the salt of the earth, your worship and your prayers really matter. They really displace the evil stuff in the in the heavenly realm. They really welcome in the kingdom of heaven to where your context is and where your location is. So I just want to charge the listener with that in light of, you know, being aligned here along the I-35 corridor with with Michael. (laughs) Sure, sure. Well, thank you, bro, for that prophetic insight, man. I agree with you 100%. And even just kind of talking about what we're going to share today, just organically from the scriptures, you know, Psalm 84, you know, talks about the dwelling places of God and how lovely it is to be in his dwelling place. And just even talking about your heart and your passion for abiding in the presence of God and seeing the presence of God really take over and kind of engross your region. Um, you know, and even yeah. just even the prophetic word about like cities, tangible, actual cities of refuge yes. where people can go, you know, and hide in the Lord. And, you know, the yes. Lord has even made us as believers his dwelling place. We could be a place of refuge, a place of shelter for those who are hurting, for those in the world who are lost. They come running to the light that is within us. And we could even be a place of safety. God has made <laughs> it's beautiful because we we dwell with the Lord in his dwelling place. But then we, you know, we are his dwelling place and he's pleased to live within us and manifest his presence and power through us and so i want to dude i want to read psalm 84 it's about 12 verses and as you mentioned this to me how it was on your heart i want to read this and then we'll and then we'll dive right in and so i'm reading from psalm 84 this is out of the new american standard bible one of my favorite translations just very accurate and so uh, i'm going to read it verse one how lovely are your dwelling places O lord of hosts my soul longed and even yearned for the courts of the lord and my heart and my flesh Sing for joy to the living God. The bird also has found a house and the swallow a nest for herself where she may lay her young. Even your altars, O Lord of hosts, my King and my God. How blessed are those who dwell in your house for they are ever praising you. Selah. How blessed is the man whose strength is in you and whose heart are the highways to Zion. Passing through the valley of Baca, I believe that's how it's pronounced, could be way off. Um, They make it a spring and the early rain also covers it with blessings. They go from strength to strength 
Every one of them appears before God in Zion. O Lord God of hosts, hear my prayer. Give ear, O God of Jacob. Behold our shield, O God, and look upon the face of your anointed. For a day in your courts is better than a thousand outside. And I would rather stand at the threshold of the house of my God than dwell in tents of wickedness. For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord gives grace and glory. No good thing does he withhold from those who walk uprightly. Amen. O Lord of hosts, how blessed is the man who trusts in you. Wow. This is wow. (laughs) That's really all that's really all you can say at this point. But there's twelve there's twelve verses here, so meaty. But at the end of the day, it just oozes with blessed is the man, woman, child that adores the Lord, that seeks the Lord, that makes the Lord his dwelling. Blessed is the man, the individual whose strength is God. And that individual, the Lord hears their hears their prayer and he will not um, withhold any good thing from those who walk uprightly. <laughs> wow, man. So what, what, how would, how do we even go oh, into this goodness. here, man? Sh- share with us a few things that are on your heart from this, from this passage. Yeah. I mean, for me with the Bible, I, I just, I go back to the beginning. I go verse by verse and I just let the Lord touch my heart. So if we can do that and just go back to the beginning, uh, verse one, um, and just go verse by verse and then what sticks out. I mean, many things stick out in every verse, but um, yeah, verse one in the NASB here, Psalm 84, how lovely are your dwelling places, O Lord of hosts. And I even just see him saying that even over each one of us as we are the tabernacle, the temple, the dwelling place of the Holy Spirit. He's saying over us before we do anything for him, before we, we say one prayer, before we share one message, before we lay one hand, he's, he's roaring over us. He says, how lovely are you? my dwelling place. Yeah. How lovely are you? He wants that to be the start mm. and the finish at the yeah. beginning and end of each day. He's screaming over us. How lovely are you, Michael? How lovely are you listener? How lovely are you, Kyle? How lovely are you? Yeah. And then we don't even, we don't even have to get past that. Yeah. He says, how lovely are you? And it's just amazing. And then from that bro. place, that's, from that's, that place of yeah. just, just being loved, like mm-hmm. being Hepzibah from Isaiah 62 is my delight is in her. Hearing the Lord say that, then we, we respond in verse two. We say, my soul longed and even yearned for the courts of the Lord. Mm-hmm. So we feel his longing over us and our soul responds and say, I got to get to a place where I can encounter the presence of Jesus. Or I got to step aside, even if it's in my car, even if it's in the, the back room of the office, even if it's you're, you're around people, that you can just have those moments where your soul is longing and even yearning. And so I just see a desperation. And really, I just, I feel the Lord saying like, the desperation is your currency. The love sickness that is seen in verse two is your currency and yeah. will continue to be your currency. Even as there's, there's prophecies of currency going away, mm-hmm. you know what the currency is? It's desperation. Mm-hmm. It's my soul long and even yearn for the courts of the Lord, my heart and my flesh sing for the joy or sing for joy to the living God. And so it's, it's your whole being is crying out desperately for Jesus. And yeah, I mean, that's just, that's two verses right there, but I, <laughs> I've been just being led to share like, like, how do I, I start my day 
Yeah. Um, you know, mm-hmm. you, you said it in the intro, just like a man who loves Jesus and is just surrend- sold out for him. I mean, for me to get through my day, not just get through, but to thrive and actually make an eternal impact, I have to do this. The Lord has led me to do this every morning. So I just, I just want to share this as kind of a wisdom piece. Um, you know, Romans 12, 2 says, uh, Romans 12, 1 and 2 says, present your body as a living sacrifice mm, to the Lord, yeah. holy and acceptable. So there's an actual act of, that the Lord has led me to present my body on the altar of the Lord every single morning. So it's, I'm either in the shower or in the bed or just before I leave the, my, my house, I, I physically like will say, Lord, I give you my body. I give you my body. And I don't just give you my body. I give you my soul, mm-hmm. my mind, my will, and emotions. And I give you my spirit. My spirit's yours. So you give the Lord the three parts of you and you lay it down like in a real tangible, you know, step. And then what the Lord does with your day after that is, is incredible. I mean, he really fills your day with yeah. his will and his plan when you do that. And that's, it's the verse two reality. It's, it's everything within me is a longing for your presence, your dwelling places, the mm-hmm. courts of the Lord. And from that longing, he then takes that step and then boom, he fills your day with incredible, incredible things. Um, and I, so, yeah, that's, I just, what are you, what are you feeling, Mike? I want to hear. Well, no, I, I appreciate that a uh, bit of, um, you know, just knowledge there. It's kind of, it's, it's spiritual, but it's practical giving the yeah. listener it's really just something to do. And it's not about earning yeah. anything, but it's just, Hey, listen, it's literally presenting yourself before the Lord, you know, before yeah. you do anything else, man, like the first words out of your mouth would be just Jesus. I'm here, yeah. Lord. And you present yourself to him before anything, before you say hi to anybody, before you do anything, yep. you set your mind and your heart on the Lord. You, you fix the attention and affection of your heart on God. First thing and how the presence of the Lord and his empowerment really follows you into your day. And I just, now I love like in verse three, where it talks about the bird has found a house and even the swallow a nest for herself where she may lay her young, even your altars, O Lord of hosts, my King and my God. <laughs> like, I feel like that verse right there is just speaking to the heart of every single person listening because we're all going through, you know, crazy yep. things in life, man. You know, and I think that a lot of the time we we learn to be desperate, like you're talking about desperation. We learn to need him because we... You know, we, we, we come into situations in life where, you know, we become broken or we, yeah. we realize we can't do something on our own or we dig ourselves in a yeah. ditch, you know, and we cry out to God and he pulls us out, you know, but there's this when you when you realize that you can't do something on your own or life's not good, you know, because of X, Y, Z or you're depressed or something's going on in your life and then you reach out to God and you experience his presence, it just makes you uh, just so overflowing with gratefulness and joy because he met you in that dark place and he showed you who he is. And I think it's just beautiful because we all go through stuff in our lives. And, you know, especially now with the climate and the culture of everything that's taking place in our nation, you know, the darkness that is covering the earth, but the glory of God rising upon the church, like the Lord, even in this, even in this verse, it's just saying that like, even the bird has a house and how we could, we could come and we could be safe in the presence of God you know, no matter what's happening around us, no matter what destruction, you know, no matter what fear, no matter what sickness is taking place around us, we have a place to to call home, to find safety, you know, where that we, that we could lay our young. It even says here, it's your altar, oh Lord, my God and my King. Yeah. And so there's there like a the safety, man. Psalm 91, in the presence of God, those who dwell in the, in the shadow of the Almighty will be saved from all these different pestilences. And I feel like that's just so yeah. relevant right now. 
We're all so going rough. through it. All of us. Yeah. There's, the, there's the Goliath of uncertainty. The Lord spoke this to me a couple of weeks ago. The Goliath of uncertainty truly is meeting every single one. I don't care where you're at. If you're, you know, have the biggest nest egg in the world or you're, you're the homeless person, there's still a Goliath of uncertainty for everyone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the Lord, this was a few weeks ago, wanted to remind people of the lion and the bear that they've already conquered. You know, yeah. the story of David, First mm-hmm. Samuel 16, 17. The lion and the bear, the Lord wanted to remind you. I just believe he wants to remind you of your lion and your bear in this moment. The things that he's led you through, through his empowering grace, to give you confidence that you're going to tackle this Goliath of uncertainty that is in front of you. Truly, 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 you're going to tackle it with the same grace, the same power that, that God led you to conquer your lion and your bear. And here's the recipe. Here's the wisdom of how do we conquer that Goliath of uncertainty. It's doing what the bird and the swallow is doing. It's doing what it's the desperate laying down your life every single morning (laughs) at the altar of the Lord in desperation. That's the most practical, wise thing to do is truly get to a John 15, five moment of without you, I can do nothing. And from that place of utter surrender, laying at the altar, receiving his empowering grace, you will actually rise truly with the grace like you're talking about, Michael, from heaven to encounter and take on the Goliath of uncertainty and actually walk with clarity in each and every day. And it's that stunning. And and I see in verse three too, you know, I even I'm getting the picture of of Jesus mentioning the birds of the air. You know, the swallow is not a swallow, two Mm -hmm. swallows sold for five coins. He's showing that the 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 thing in our society or the the object that is worth the least is still cared for wildly by the Lord. Like yeah. he is so intentional and in caring for that little sparrow that was thrown in for free, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and that sparrow has a place at the altar of the Lord. So if that weak little inconsequential thing that everyone looks over every day, yeah. if that has a place at the altar, how much more do we have the place for the empowerment of laying our lives down? Like verse three. Um, so, that's it. And then verse four, bro, I love it. How blessed there it is just oozing with blessing. And I just feel that even for your family, not to puff you up, Michael, but I just see your family as someone who is oozing with blessing, whatever you put your hand to, but it's because you've lived out Psalm 84. And I just encourage any, any listener, you live out Psalm 84, this reality uh, of yearning, of desperation for the Lord's presence, you will be blessed. You will be oozing with blessing in yeah. every way. In every way, truly, and ever How praising blessed. Him. Oh, so good. How, yeah. How blessed are those who dwell in your house? Who make this choice to do the Psalm ninety-one, like you mentioned, Michael? Dwell in your house. They are ever praising you. That's a continual, like that that old Bethel song. Your praise shall ever be on my lips. Mm-hmm. That is what happens to someone who makes this daily choice is in even the uncertainty, the Goliath of uncertainty in front of everyone, they are still praising you. And in my, the version I like to read the new King James, it's they will still be praising you. Like, Hey, you want to know what Michael's up to? You want to know what believer (laughs) listening, what are they up to right now? You know, on June, July 21st, when, you know, maybe their, their mortgage is, is past due Mm -hmm. or their, their job is, is not anymore. What are they? Oh, they're still praising them. Mm -hmm. What are they doing? Oh, they're blessed. They chose to dwell in the south. You know, it's natural too, man. It's a natural overflow. It's so amazing how like when you dwell in his presence, like we're talking about, and you make God your safety and your dwelling place, 
how praises and thanksgiving and joy just bubbles up out of your spirit. Yep. It becomes who you are. It's not something that's forced. And yes, there are times yep. where we don't feel it and we force ourselves to yep. thank God and praise God, you know, regardless of what our feelings are saying, because don't get me wrong, we don't always feel like it 100% of the nope. time when we're stepping in the circumstances. There is a discipline. There is a measure yep. of I am hey. doing this because I know that this is what's prescribed to me in the word of God. That means it's healthy. That means it's that, that you know, that, that you know, I believe what the word of God says and it will reap those results. But as you dwell in his presence and that becomes a part of your everyday life, how these things bubble up out of our spirit just naturally as a response to encountering him and seeing his faithfulness and his hand in our life. And I, I love how you even just bring up Goliath, David and Goliath as an example, because David experienced so much hardship in his life. He had enemies surrounding him. You know, the man Saul, you know, King Saul that he served tried to kill him. He was rejected by his family. He was being attacked by bears and lions like you're talking about. And he, he, you know, of all people, man, I just, King David's one of my favorite characters because he was a man after God's own heart, but he experienced so much adversity. And so he would just spend time singing and worshiping and playing his (laughs) instruments unto the Lord, dwelling in the presence of God. So how did he receive his strength? Verse five, blessed is the man whose strength is in you, in whose heart are the highways of Zion. And so that's how we gain strength. We gain strength yeah. in the presence of God. Like so many people say, I feel weak right now. I'm confused. I'm distraught. I feel like I yep. can't get over this sin. I feel like I can't, you know, you know, muster up the excitement to go to my job to 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 you know to to push through life yep. here in this season. Yep. This is not not only do we you know experience thankfulness and you know safety in the presence of God, but we find our strength in the presence of God amidst adversity, just like King David. Yeah. And even just the back to the point, Michael, of not always feeling it and the invitation yep. to it's an old IHOP song by Laura Hackett Park, where she would sing, I got to sing my way into the truth. I got to <laughs> yeah. sing my way into the truth. Like we have to do that. And I tell you, bro, nine times out of 10, nine days out of 10, I do not feel that morning sacrifice. <laughs> yeah. I do not feel like doing it. Actually, that's what leads me into doing it because I realize how weak I am, how tired I am, how like, oh my goodness, even if I have the most amazing day planned, it's like, Lord, I'm going to need your strength. I'm going to need your thoughts. I'm going to need my heart to be set on you, my love to be set on you. I need my physical body to be firing on all cylinders, but I don't feel it nine times out of 10 when I do that step. Yeah, I felt it this morning, which was amazing. So most (laughs) days, it's like, oh my goodness, we come to you with our utter weakness of Oh my goodness, I need your strength today. I need your verse five blessing. And that's what we're doing. We're putting our strength in him. And I I think it's so key that the back half of verse five says, this is really in one phrase, the heart posture that, that gives you this oozing blessing of a life. It's in whose heart are the highways to Zion or in the New King James, in whose heart is set on pilgrimage, a heart that is set on eternity. That's what I yeah. think about it. The pilgrimage, you know, we're, we're pilgrims or sojourners in this life. Our citizenship is in heaven. That's right. So a heart that every morning sets itself, which is a choice, sets itself on eternity or the pilgrimage to the heavenly Mount Zion or to, yeah, to the pilgrimage of the age to come. That heart is oozes with strength, oozes with blessing. 
because it's rooted in another age. It's rooted in the kingdom of heaven. Yeah. And so it gets you past that weakness and the frailty of our, of our human flesh and our soul that's so easily, you know, distracted and all that. Like, mm-hmm. that's the choice. You're setting your heart to be a highway uh, to eternity each and every day. And that eternal mindset just sets you up for the blessing in this life and the age to come. And then verse six, bro, and this is kind of the city of refuge thing. We'll kind of just even start right. I guess we got some more verses here, but yeah. verse six, I just want really, I want the listener, bro. I want my own heart to get this. Mm-hmm. Um, let's just pause and ask the Lord. Lord, we just ask you truly for the, the spirit of wisdom and the spirit of revelation to tattoo verse six and unveil verse six to our heart from Psalm 84. Amen. Okay, so verse six, it says, passing through the valley of Baca, which is Hebrew for weeping. Um, so it's a valley of great distress, great crying. And I just see, I see our country, bro. I see our country hanging the balance between two directions that it can go this November. I see a, I see a civil war starting to happen. I see so many valleys of weeping, even in a nice affluent area that we find ourselves in. There's a lot of valleys of weeping. And even in the church, there's valleys of weeping with yeah. pastors and leaders and, and ministries that don't really know where to go. They don't yeah, know what's true. ahead. They don't know where the, you know, things are going to come from. People are going to come from resource, wisdom. There's valleys of weeping surrounding the world right now. And even in this country, in a severe way, there's valleys of weeping for people who hold on to the Bible and Jesus. There's valleys of weeping in the racial crisis. There's valleys of weeping, of course, with the, with the disease. There's valleys of weeping with, with uncertainty, okay? So this is super relevant, verse 6. I feel the Lord just anchoring in on this. Yeah. Passing through the valley of weeping, or Baca, look what our call is, guys. They make it a spring. <laughs> a dry, arid place. A valley. A, yes. a dry and arid a place. Dry, arid, weeping, crying, uncertainty. I don't know where to go from here. What's on the horizon? What do we do? What's the Lord empowering our feet? Our, he's empowering us wherever we go to make this dry, arid, barren, uncertain, dark valley a spring. Springs of living water. John 4, living water yeah. that Jesus offered the woman of the well. That's what comes through our feet and our obedience and our prayers and our worship and our love and our leading of our businesses. And everything we do, we make things a spring. And the Lord is saying, see yourself walking every place the soul of your foot treads. I've already given you. What have you given it to me for in this context? To make it a spring mm-hmm. and make springs in people's heart that you meet. Yeah. But it's not, I love this. The Lord's like, it's not just going to be you, bro. It's not going to be the Holy Spirit coming from beneath. It's going to come from above too. That's it says right. the early rain also covers it with blessings. So just <laughs> picture yourself walking through life, walking through the valleys of weeping with other people. Picture yeah. yourself making springs, making John four living water, and also the showers of blessing, the showers of the Holy Spirit pouring down on you in every situation that you enter to actually bring the water of heaven and bring the revitalizing nature that the Holy Spirit brings as water. And so this might seem like pie in the sky stuff, guys, or like, wow, this is intense. This is real. The Lord yeah. has shown me this. Like this really happens when you encounter people with this heart. You make places of spring, you make, um, and the Holy Spirit puts a stamp of his approval by actually creating an outpouring wherever you go. 
And for me, this, this ties back to the city of refuge thing that I kind of started this whole thing, seeing you guys, Michael and Selena in Dallas and other ministries in Dallas, seeing that region as, as a potential city of refuge based on our obedience and our prayers and our taking this stuff seriously. Mm-hmm. I see this reality happening with the people of God more than ever, where the valleys of weeping, the valleys of Baca are springing up everywhere. But what's the answer? What's the divine response? It's people yeah. who create living water wherever they go. And it's even taken me back to a dream, which I'll, I'll just tie in and then I'll go mm-hmm. for it, Michael. I had a dream months ago that has been a rooting word for me. It's super vivid dream, guys, where I'm sitting in this council, this like national council of leaders. And I'm like this 30, like young, you know, I haven't really done anything for the Lord yet. I'm like, why am I sitting in this huge council of national leaders? But it's all these, these, it's these government officials, Michael, who are, they're, they're kind of have their, their hands on their head. They don't know what to do because there is a water crisis in our country, like actual fresh water has been compromised, polluted or drying up. Like there's a drought and there's, there's, you know, basically man's yeah. hand mm-hmm. in there with some pollution. And I'm thinking even uh, to the revelation promise of the star wormwood would strike a third of the fresh water. So it was like that kind of reality. And I'm sitting in this council and they don't know what to do. They're looking at this map of our country. They're pointing to all these areas saying they don't have fresh water. They don't have fresh water. They don't have fresh water. But then he, he points at me, the leader of this meeting. I've never seen him before. I don't know who he is. I don't know if he's a real man, if he's like actually the leader of the, you know, Freshwater Council of America. I don't know what it is. But he pointed at me and he says, but you, you guys in Lakeway, you have two unpolluted springs. So you guys are safe. Wow. Wow. And so the presence of God filled me. I woke up and it's still there. It's like, oh my goodness. This is yeah. a city of refuge idea. This is a Goshen idea that your prayers... Your little, you know, yeah. ministry where mm-hmm. you're, you know, in this little room crying out to God for me for a reason that is actually making in the spiritual realm. And I even believe that at some point in the natural realm, there's going to be, you know, according to Revelation, there's actually going to be fresh water. I don't know when that is, you know, who yeah. knows? Absolutely. Down the line. But, but, but man, the idea is so there's going to be spiritual water and, and it's like, it's because of this verse six reality, you're making springs in the valleys of weeping for people. And so I just, I just encourage the listener, see yourself in verse six, see your life like that. And Michael, what you got? <laughs> yeah, man. It's a man. I wish we can keep going verse by verse here, but we got to close this up. But the thing is about verse eight, I want to just kind of bring this into, you know, um, a time of prayer. Yes. But in verse eight, the, uh, the author cries out and says, Oh Lord, God of hosts, hear my prayer. Give ear, oh God of Jacob. Like we all felt like, God, hear me. I'm praying. I'm crying out. Like, God, like what what in the world's going on in my life? You promised blessings, you promised favor, you promised, you know, resources, you promised influence, whatever. But God, like, what in the world is taking place in my life right now? And so there's this cry. But then the author here and and, and the musician um, winds up summing it all up, you know, in verse 11, going into verse 12, saying, For you, God, are my son and my shield. You give grace and you give glory, and no good thing is withheld from those who walk uprightly. A Lord of hosts, blessed is the man who trusts in you. Um, And so I just kind of want to sum this up here into a time of prayer. And I want want the people listening to realize— that no matter what's going on in your life, no matter how desperate you feel, no matter how 
you know, um, difficult your circumstances may be, you know, whether you're in lack or whether you're struggling, you know, physically in some way, or no matter if you're, you know, your kids, something's taking place with your kids or whatever may be taking place. The Lord will manifest his goodness and his kindness. Keep trusting. Yes. Even when you don't see the breakthrough, keep on yes. trusting, cling to the Lord, make his presence, your dwelling place. And you know, Kyle, man, I would just love for you to close us out in prayer here today and really minister yes. to that. Is it okay if I pray in the spirit? Absolutely. Lord God, I thank you for every listener, God. I thank you for revealing to them that you are their son. You are their shield. I just pray that you would release vision in their hearts and even natural vision and be met with supernatural power that you would show them that you are the brilliance, the radiance of a son to them, God, and that you are their shield. Would you show them the shield of faith that you have delivered to them to quench every fiery dart of the enemy that is thrown at them? Would you reveal this to them, God? Lord, I pray that you would release grace empowering grace to do the assignment that you've called them to, to do the thing that you've already called them to do. Would you release grace from on high on every listener? Lord, would you release glory, the glory of your face over them, the glory of your nearness, the glory of your smile that you've even revealed this morning, the glory of your smile over them. Lord, I pray for the good things that you have in your heart for every listener. Yes. The Holy Spirit, you would administer the good things of heaven into the hearts and into the natural realm of the people listening. God, I, I even just thank you. I tower you in advance for the testimonies that will come roaring in. Saying, I agreed with that prayer for the good thing and it manifested. We believe you, God. We thank believe you, you that no good thing do you withhold from those who walk uprightly. So those who are Upright by faith, listen to this podcast. Release the good thing. We call on you, God, to release it. Open your hand of blessing and release the good thing, whatever they're holding on to. In the name of Jesus. Amen. And I just thank the Lord right now. I just I sense in my in my spirit that the Lord is heightening wisdom and he is yes. heightening discernment. And he yes. wants to show you prophetically, he wants to show you the right path to go down. The right, yes, the right yes. idea, the right thing to do, the you know, the yes, thing yes. to stop doing. You know, the Lord is heightening wisdom and discernment right now. So just like it says in the scriptures that we should seek after wisdom, knowledge, understanding, and discernment more than silver and gold. We just thank you, Lord, for heightening discernment and wisdom on the on the listener right now. And that they would receive the true wealth of knowledge, which is found in Christ, like it says in the scriptures, that all wisdom and knowledge are hidden in Christ. And so that as we seek Christ, we have access to the treasuries of wisdom, discernment, and knowledge. We just thank you for that, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. Wow, bro. Wow. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me, man. I would love to have a longer conversation. I got to have you on again. But dude, you're you're <laughs> awesome. I love your heart. You just overflow with the uh, the nature of God and the prophetic word of the Lord. Wow. Well, I just even said as you were praying, it, it's, uh, I heard that verse in my heart. It's, the Lord said, this is the way. Walk in it. And he's going to have that open sign over that path that the Lord was showing Michael for you. Awesome. Say, this is the way. Walk in it. 
But yes, thank you, Michael. It's been a pleasure. I've been filled up just listening and sharing. <laughs> and, uh, you so guys good. are love. How lovely are you, listener? Amen, How lovely bro. are you? Amen, bro. Well, thank you so much for listening to Awaken Podcast. It is always a joy to have you guys with me. Every Monday and Thursday, a new episode is released. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast so we can get it out to more people so they can be uh, blessed, encouraged, strengthened, challenged by the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Bless you guys and see you next time on Awaken Podcast. <laughs>